This is the Planet Rygate Podcast. And this is Peter Stewart, episode 24 for the 24th of February, 2024. There's an awful lot of 24s in that sentence, aren't there? This week on the Planet Rygate Podcast. We go behind the scenes at the Archway Theatre and the Red Hill Corps of Drums and Band are featured as well. Plus, we have the Good Time Guide, things to do and places to go this weekend, including the opening of a new local distillers in Outwood. Got a couple of quiz nights to tell you about. The Earlswood Farmers Market is back and the last chance to see Gatton snowdrops as well. Plus, if you didn't catch the local news this week... This is where you catch up. We'll tell you about that critical incident at East Surrey Hospital. We'll tell you what happened. And also what seems to be the hospital's car park ticket machines have gone a little haywire this week as well. Plus how much Rygate and Banstead residents are going to be paying in council tax this coming year. The local station, which has been ranked the worst in Surrey... And details of a great deal if you want to stall at Red Hill Market. Plus, why there was a film crew in Rygate this week. We've got so much going on. Make sure you listen to the Planet Rygate podcast this week and every week. This is the Planet Rygate podcast with Peter Stewart. But first of all, let's start off, as we always do, with some of our correspondents over the course of the last few weeks. Now, remember last week we reported back on our research into why Donning Sports Centre in Redhill is actually called Donnings. I told you how I was intrigued over the last, well, several years, really. It's such an unusual name, isn't it? And as someone suggested when I posed the question on Facebook, maybe it's just because those were leftover letters that the council seemed to have, so they just put them up on the side of the sports centre which is a lovely idea but you know what I don't think it was that and I wondered whether maybe it was because a local family with that really unusual name and I did a bit of basic Google research but I still couldn't come up with the answer so I got in touch with the Surrey History Centre and they gave me the answer as you would have heard in last week's episode that it seemed to be based around the name of a house which was on the site that the sports centre is now built why the house was ever called such an unusual name i don't know but anyway uh, got a uh, got a lovely email last week which says hello we just came across your podcast regarding donning's name it made me smile because my father who's lived in the area most of his life told me about this a year or so ago there was indeed a rather large detached house on the site of the leisure centre and this was called Donnings. It was owned by a doctor. It said that the doctor owned a Rover and a Morris 10 and he would visit paying patients in his Rover and NHS patients in the Morris 10. My father was around 20 years old in 1969 and had a keen interest in buying and selling cars. And when the doctor passed away, the solicitor who was dealing with the Donnings estate happened to be my father's neighbour and asked if he was interested in the Morris 10, which he then bought and collected from the Donnings house. My partner's father also has memories of the Donnings property because as a child he lived in the house that stood where the small car park is now, opposite Quickfit. In the 1950s, he and his friends would jump over the wall of Donnings house to collect conkers from several large horse chestnut trees that gathered in the garden. I've no more information on why the house was called Donnings in the first place, but I hope this adds a little bit of information and interest to the story. 
best wishes from Kami. Kami, I really appreciate that. Uh, it's a lovely picture that you painted there about the doctor and about the horse chestnut trees and jumping up. Uh, really lovely. Really appreciate that. Thanks ever so much indeed for getting in touch. So if you would like to get in touch as well, uh, pass on any comment, reaction, any addition to what we talk about on the podcast, please do. Email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. Also, last week we mentioned about the run event at Gatton Park last Sunday and Elaine dropped us a line saying, It's been fantastic. Dogs, humans, mud and a beautiful setting. Amazing marshals and volunteers en route. Dave Kelly recruits an epic team. Just waiting for the finishers now to receive their exclusive medals and neck buffs. If you missed out, come to see us at Run Gatwick and Run Rygate. And, of course, you can hear our interview with Dave Kelly, the man behind the series of local run events, in episode one. Yeah, he was uh, our very first guest in our very first episode. Hi, Dave, if you're listening. And if you want to hear more from Dave, as I say, episode one is where you can hear that. And also Little Kickers East Surrey, who we featured last week in the programme with our interview with Yvonne. Thank you, Peter, and the Planet Rygate podcast for taking the time to pop down to our class and chat about what we do. So lovely to meet you. And thanks, Yvonne, for making us feel so welcome. This is Peter Stewart. It's the Planet Rygate podcast. Hello, Planeteers. This is exclusively, uniquely and proudly for you. It's about Rygate and Redhill and Merstham, Buckland, Betchworth and Brockham. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a show. A little bit later on, we'll tell you about this week's open event at East Surrey College, this summer's fair and dog show in Merstham, a golf day for the Lucy Rayner Foundation in Bletchingley, and a new, or not so new, pop-up shop in Rygate High Street. Plus, if you're missing the Flint Cafe, we'll tell you who's taken it over. The Good Time Guide. Things to do and places to go on the Planet Rygate podcast. Yeah, and the Good Time Guide now comes in two parts. First, this weekend, and then later on in the show, this coming week from Monday. So let's get going then with Saturday the 24th, Indian Dance, Bharatanatyam is an Indian classical dance originating from the temples of South India. Classes are open to everyone who's got an interest in Indian art and culture, so children have got to be five years or older. There's an opportunity to work towards graded examinations. All happens Saturdays at 10am at the Harlequin pop-up at the Belfry. If you want some more information on that, 07531 567 390. The Rygate Repair Café is back, yeah, this Saturday, 11 till 2, as usual, at the yard at Rygate Station. And, uh, yeah, if you know, you've got those broken lamps or radios or maybe even a hedge trimmer or something which is broken down, you don't know what to do with it, don't be shy, take it along, 11 till 2, Saturday at the yard at Rygate Station. Rebecca says the next mums-to-be gathering is going to be 11 till 1 at Corso Lounge in Rygate. It's going to be free to go along and meet other mums-to-be. You'll also get a goodie bag with some treats and discount as well. Book via Becca at beyourownbirth.co.uk. Becca is B-E-C-C-A at beyourownbirth.co.uk. Bats Hill Distillers say it's the opening of their micro-distillery located on the picturesque Brightleaf Farm this weekend and next. Come along and immerse yourself in the world of craft spirits where tradition meets innovation. 
There's going to be complimentary tastings, gift shopping, exclusive discounts, G&Ts on the patio. You can meet the farm animals, including piglets, and also the farm shop as well. And Ceramic Fitch will have an open studio on the 2nd of March. So this Saturday, the 24th, next Saturday, the 2nd, 9 till 3, at Brightley Farm, Miller's Lane, Outwood, RH15PY. More details batshilldistillers.co.uk The Dolphin Pub at Betchworth reminds us that, uh, well, there's a really good combination of rugby and Guinness because, of course, the matches Ireland versus Wales, 2.15 on Saturday Scotland, England at 4.45 and France versus Italy at 3 o'clock on Sunday they say, enjoy a meal while you watch the games reserve a table now, online or by phone There's a quiz night on Saturday. Doors open at 7, quiz starts at 7.30. It's all at the Providence Chapel, Chapel Road in in Charlwood. Entry, £3 a person, prizes, bar, raffle, complimentary nibbles and uh, more details. 07732 190 706 if you want more details on that quiz night. Sunday then, the 25th, there's a walk going on, which is in the Bletchingley area. Park in the car park behind the community hall and auctioneers on the A25. Another superb walk, first written and published by Aubrey Rowe. Bring a torch, they say. Now, when I read this, I thought to myself, why do we have to take a torch if it's on Sunday at 10am? I'm intrigued, aren't you? It's a four-mile walk. It's classed as easy. So meet again, RH14LA. And if you want some more details on that, Phil is the person to get in contact with 077-1-64-00-60. The Earlswood Farmers Market is back on the last Sunday of every month, a small market that supports local growers, makers and producers of food. So it's going to be 10 till 2 at the Marquis of Granby pub in Earlswood. If you want some more details on that, then you need to contact the Marquis of Granby themselves or Eco Earlswood, and they'll be able to point you in the right direction. This is a sustainable form of travel using your bike, and maybe it's a little bit rusty. It's being kept in the garage or the shed over winter. You might just want to have it being given a, a quick once-over and also get it registered as well, just in case someone else takes a fancy to it and they shouldn't. Sunday, 11 till 3, at Merstham Train Station Car Park, there's free bike safety checks and minor maintenance which is going on. So if your bike needs some TLC or just a, a reassuring check, you can take it along there and also get a free bike registration kit. Growing Red Hill will be offering a free hot drink at the Quality Cafe during opening hours, so feel free to drop off and return. Adults and kids bikes welcome. More details if you want, rob.doe at sustrans.org.uk. Give that to you again, rob.doe at sustrans, S-U-S-T-R-A-N-S dot org dot uk. 
Well, this Sunday is the last of the Snowdrop Open Days at Gatton Park. Between 12 and 5, you can see a beautiful display of early spring flowers. Entry for adults, £6 online, £7.50 on the door, with all proceeds going towards their restoration work. Children enter free, and the Gatton Hall Tea Room is open for the sale of refreshments, and Chalk Hills Cake as well. Dogs are welcome as well. More details at gattonpark.co.uk. And a reminder that the Good Time Guide now comes in two parts. Those who are places to go and things to do this weekend. Later in the show, this coming week, from Monday, including next weekend as well. This is Peter Stewart, and it is the Planet Rygate podcast. Thanks so much indeed for listening. So later on in the Good Time Guide, we've got details of Nordic walking at Buckland, box fit classes in Rygate and some local theatre auditions, children's dancing lessons in Brockham and Buckland, a business meeting in Bell Street, and also we've got the uh, details of the start of the Pilgrim Ale Trail as well. All that... On the way. Still to come on the Planet Rygate podcast. Yeah, we're going to take a tour around Hawley's Archway Theatre Company. We've got the news to come, including about that critical incident at East Surrey Hospital in Red Hill. Details of a great deal if you want to stall at Red Hill Market. And also, there's an open event at the East Surrey College. We've got details of all of those still to come. Rygate Roulette and the 60-second soundscape. On the way on the Planet Rygate podcast. Email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com Sounds of the seagulls, but you know what? We're nowhere near the sea. We're actually just outside Hawley train station. And I don't know whether you've been to this part of Hawley just by Waitrose, but when they built the road over the railway line that created obviously a bridge and they've got some railway arches underneath the bridge and when they couldn't work out what to do with what goes into those railway arches because you know if you've watched these centres very often uh, there are things like car repair workshops or little cafes and so on a group came along and said well I'll tell you what we'd quite like to have our theatre there theatre in railway arches well it's been several years since the archway theatre company has been here and they've expanded all the while and as you know because you listen to the planet rygate podcast we are official media partners with the archway theatre company and that means we'll give extra publicity to all of their productions which go on and it also means that we get a bit of publicity in their programmes as well. But I wanted to come down and actually see a little bit more about the Archway and the people that run it. So it's a uh, Saturday afternoon and here I am. And I've just come through into the, uh, into the bar area, into the uh, main kind of reception. And Robert is with me. Hello, Hi, Robert. He's Hi. one of the directors of the Archway Theatre Company. Elodie as well. Hello. Uh, who is the director of the current production which yes. is going on? Much Ado About Nothing? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, and you're going to take me around, yeah? Yeah, and Elodie also is on our Council of Management too. So you get double bubble here today. <laughs> Absolutely, fantastic. Uh, well, thank you so much for inviting me down. So uh, we come straight into the
the bar, that's always a good place to start, isn't it? It's the right place to start, and it's nicely subsidised. Do come and join us at any time for a drink. We're standing here under a Victorian railway arch, which has to be at least 120 years old, I think. Um, and this is one of seven or eight arches that we occupy and have occupied for many decades now in Hawley. The company came together in the 1950s, I believe, something like that. There were two local companies in Hawley, okay? They used to work together out of these facilities, but independently. And then at a point in time, they came together and called themselves the Archway Theatre Company. Looking over here, we've, we've got a sort of frieze on the wall, which takes you from 1939. The key development point was... Uh, 1987, on the 1st of January, where the new Archway Theatre Company came into being. Our first production was Goldilocks and the Three Bears. And also, I notice over here, if I'm not mistaken, Dame Judy Dench Dame is Judy, on the wall. Dame or a Judy picture Dench of her. is our current patron. Fantastic. She, she's a local celebrity, yeah. and she's been with us as long as I've been involved here. So, and I've been here for about 16, 17 years. She's more than a local celebrity. She's a national treasure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> She is a national treasure, yeah. and uh, yeah, she's been great. She does an awful lot for us. Fantastic. Okay, well, this is the, the bar area, as I say, is where you arrive and you have your pre-show cocktails or, or whatever your particular tipple is, and as you might expect, various uh, pictures of uh, various productions and people here over the ages. Elodie, lead the way. Where oh, are we going please. now? please. Right, so we're going to go through our arch, which leads from our bar to our, uh, our main house. Now, it has to be said, look, I'm six foot two. <laughs> I've got to bend down quite a yeah, bit. Yeah, I'm, I'm five foot ten and also it's, it's, I have to bend too. Our short, our short patrons are fine. They get through no problem. And then we come into our beautiful auditorium with our new um, plush red velvet seats. So we have um, 96 seats, I believe, in here. And uh, we run each of our productions in the main house for ten nights. So it's always lots of people and it's, um, it's a really good feeling. I'm genuinely smiling. Yeah. This is so... Can I use the word? It's so cute. Yes, it's, it, it's absolutely adorable. It's, it's such a cosy, lovely, welcoming it's warm, space. It's intimate, yeah, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I, I mean, I, I am smitten by it. I'm in love with it and I have been all of my life. Because I've done a little bit of acting and yeah. I know that usually on a stage you're, you're doing really big movements mm -hmm. with a big voice to reach the back of the auditorium. But yeah. I'm guessing here you can be a, a little bit quieter can't yeah. you and a little bit more natural yeah well you can have far more intimate performances here um you know if you're thinking about those huge theaters or, or or open air productions where you really you work as an actor just projecting all of your characters to the very back of a, of mm. a huge building or a huge space but here we can really naturalism is, is something that we're very comfortable with and is is something we're like we can we're able to do and we've got raked seats yes. and they're plush seats yes. that you know they're they're, they're, they're really comfortable yeah. they're really deep aren't they we coming. had them replaced maybe five years ago. But, but now. I think it was only it was just before COVID. The, the the last load of seats had been here for thirty five years. So these are very very new, but they look very very traditional. Yeah. Even if you're sitting in the back row, you have a wonderful view of the stage. The sound is good. It's all natural. And, uh, yeah, it is. It is fairly intimate. Yeah. The and sound is good, isn't it? Yeah. The, the, the acoustics, it feels nice and warm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It definitely yeah, does. Yeah. I mean, just, just a few weeks ago, we had our January pantomime. I think we had about, now I'm not, I'll get the numbers wrong, but we probably had 30 to 40 children and adults on stage. 40, I think. Yeah. 40, 40 of them singing, dancing, and this place was full of adults and children all having a wonderful time. And although it looks quite small, it does hold almost 100 people, yeah. and the atmosphere is really buzzing. 
Now, I glanced at the stage when we came in, but for the rest of, of the time, I've been looking at the seats and I've had my back to the stage. So I'm going to turn around again. And it, it looks fantastic. It really does. Elodie, you're the director of the production, which is ongoing at the moment. Let's walk on stage. Oh, t- yes. t- tell me about it. So we wanted to be modern day, but we also wanted to evoke that Mediterranean feeling, that high luxury, everyone's having a lovely time. A lot of the action of Much Ado is enabled by the fact that no one's really doing a great lot of work. So we had to give that idea that we're in a, uh, a wealthy um, place. So I got together with our set designer, Gary, and we, we basically sketched this out. We discussed our ideas and, and we were very aligned in what we thought we wanted. And then our amazing set builders, our, our head carpenter, Steve Haley, for this production, along with our scenery citizens, which is what we call our builders, built this. And, and, and nothing really changed from the sketch, which is quite impressive. Often you can have your ideas and things have to be adapted or changed. But this is pretty much exactly how I wanted it. The balcony to the left, the trellis. Uh, we have a fountain here with a, with a working spout. I think it's perfect. I've got to say, and and I don't know whether I should have said this right at the start or whether I should leave it to the end or or even not say it at all, but (laughs) I'm going to say it now. Amdram has bad connotations, doesn't it? We don't use the Amdram. No, I'm sure you don't. With good reason, because this is so professional, isn't it? From the seating, from the set design, from the number of people you got involved, you've mentioned, you know, your set designers and the set builders... It's virtually professional, isn't it? It's a huge undertaking. And yeah, I I personally think... I mean, I've been here most of my life and I've seen productions here that are just as good as professional productions. And the only difference is who's getting paid. No one here gets paid. We're all here because we love it. And can do it. You're you're not going to have people tripping over their lines or tripping over the set. Professionals trip up on lines. So there's really very little difference between that professional world and this world. And we have a a much longer run than a a normal amateur um, society might do. Usually you get sort of three-day runs or a four-day run, but we do a full ten-day run, which is quite unusual. Robert, tell me about the kind of people who are are acting on stage. Are are these people who have been trained? Are they people that did it at school and coming back? Are they people... People who a, are resting it's, it's, between it's, it's, professional jobs or who? There's a completely broad spectrum. A lot of them are local people who love acting. They may have a day job as a builder or an accountant or whatever. Equally, we have some people who have trained at drama school. I think there was somebody here recently who was between acting jobs. And as you know, most good actors spend a lot of their time working for very little in restaurants and, and places like that. So some people who, who have been professionally trained like to act here too. The majority of people are people with innate natural talent who haven't had that piece of luck or that break that means they're up there with Dame Judy and her colleagues now. So they're all people that have a passion. And because we like to be really inclusive too, we have people here, maybe sometimes, who need a bit more coaching and mentoring to help get them there. And we have an active team of people who will work with others to help them realise their true potential. And it's quite, I've met a few people who, off the stage... They may be quite shy and retiring, but on stage, you see a whole new part of them, and they'll open up in a way that they wouldn't have done otherwise. We do have very competitive auditions. I forget what our current membership is, but it's in the 400s, isn't it? I think so. So it's not a question... I used to belong to a local group in a little village I grew up in where if you were male and you breathed, you pretty much got a part in every play. That's not so here. And, you know, there's a lot of competition that goes on. It isn't just jobs for the inner circle or anything like that. So when we do have our auditions, we know that we can can take our choice from 
from a large variety of talent. And, Elodie, the kind of productions that you're putting on, they're, they're quite a broad spectrum, aren't they, from, from pantomimes that Robert mentioned earlier on, but also musicals and Shakespeare as well, which you're directing at the moment. And that means there's lots of opportunities for different kinds of people to be involved. When I think about the archway, I think about how important community is to us. And I think a big part of being a good community is having lots of different things for lots of different people. So we have some people who only ever audition for Panto because they absolutely love the experience of it. And they won't do anything else for the rest of the year. They just love that Panto experience. We have some people who um, will audition for pretty much anything they can do because they just want to be involved. Or some people are very selective about what they want to do. Some people would rather do comedies or straight drama or musicals. So there's always something to have your eye on in the coming year. Okay. And it's probably worth saying that if, we, if we're doing a pantomime or, for example, next Christmas we're doing The Vicar of Dibley, it's a BBC script that's been licensed for use. When we do things like that, we pretty much know we're going to fill the place. What we try to do is to absolutely get, a, get as much income as we can from plays like that, which we love doing, and then two or three times a year we'll have a play that isn't so well known. Sadly, we don't always fill all of the seats, but we manage to give that play a forum to be presented from, we managed to allow the director who has a passion for that play to actually show it to people. Well, Elodie, a warning, I'm going to ask you to give us a rundown of what's going to be over the course of the year before we finish okay. this. But Robert, uh, where are we going next? Is that a coffin I can see behind in the, in the oh wings? Do you want to come in here? So yeah. let's go off into the wings, where obviously we've got various other items. Elodie can that... probably tell you who goes in that coffin, <laughs> although we wouldn't want to give any surprises spoilers, away. Spoilers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Also, so behind the scenes and various props and things, mm -hmm. I guess, for this production... Yes. And also for other productions as well. There's a, a store of different kinds of these different doors that you yeah, need yeah, for yeah. different productions. Yeah. Doors, and... boxes up there. If you come down here on an early morning, Mondays, Tuesdays, or Wednesdays before the next play set is built, you will find 10 or 15 people working away here. One of them's an ex local GP, there's another one who's a retired clockmaker. Some people run their own businesses, but they all have a shared interest in building sets. OK, and where do we go to now? Sure, we'll go further backstage. Right. So here we have our oh, We've got the script here. I've just oh. come across the script. No plot spoilers. It's much no, ado no, about nothing. We know what happens. So this is our stage manager's desk, and we have a monitor here where they can watch the, the stage as the, the play is going on. Uh, and then we go through to our, our real backstage area. This is where the dressing rooms are. So this is where our current 19 cast members are set up for the show. If we go back out, there's just more of our, our building cupboards with tools and things, a coffee station, of course, we have our toilets. This is one of our little sneaky um, arches that runs underneath the auditorium and takes you back out to where the box office is. And then we'll show you the workshop next as well. So we have all of our paints and everything and uh, our workshop, which I think is quite impressive. This is really big. This is great fun to see behind the scenes. It's like a little rabbit warren. It's great fun. We also have an office space upstairs and kind of a library. There's where an upstairs. Can there be an upstairs yeah. in, uh, in, in railway arches? I don't quite get that. We have our own archivist who, who keeps records of every single production we do. So we're going up now into the office complex, an important part of which is the archive. It's pretty tightly packed. We have... <laughs> photos of pretty much every production we've done for a very long time. We have shelves and shelves of previous scripts or scripts that we haven't done or scripts that we might like to do. 
and then more props <laughs> for a whole variety of different productions. What's the most unusual prop do you reckon you've oh. got there? I see some, some it's a kind of Zulu um, spears and yeah. shields it looks like at the end. I don't and... even know what that's from. <laughs> a few years ago we did The Lady in the Van by Alan Bennett and we had to bring a whole half of a car into the main theatre. I wasn't involved in that one but I've seen the pictures of getting it in which was fun. And what happens to all of these props? Do you kind of lend them out to other theatre groups as well and make a bit of money or something? Yeah, occasionally we do. A lot of it sort of just sits here and then one day they become useful again. We, we don't really ever <laughs> chuck anything away because often it can be repurposed for a production and whether that's a few productions later or, or two decades later, they, we usually reuse what we've got. And I suppose at some stage someone's going to say something... Uh, that like, they, that we they... need a really large Zulu shield and spear, yeah. Ab- absolutely, and you've got it here. We've got it somewhere. We don't know where it is. Last year we built a plant for Little Shop of Horrors, the talking plant, um, and it was so big we couldn't keep it. But it was a plant that was big enough to swallow people and uh, we sold it on to a local school in West Sussex who have just done their show of Little Shop of Horrors. It's got a little plaque on it saying Made by the Archway Theatre. And we'll hear more from Robert and Elodie in next week's edition of the Planet Rygate podcast. Plus, if you are into local history in the Rygate and Red Hill area, then we have got a bit of a treat for you because, well... I'll tell you a little bit more about that, but we've got a a special interview about a story that you think you know about the area, but we're going to go into much more depth with an expert in the topic about something big that happened in the area during World War II. Details, as I say, a little bit later on in the show, and you'll be able to hear it, of course, next week and the following couple of weeks. Big story, lots of detail on the Planet Rygate podcast. Episode 8 featured our Stripey Stalk special. We went behind the scenes at Rygate's Baby Banks. You may want to listen to that. And episode 9 of the Planet Rygate podcast featured Rygate Photographic Society and also our interview with three members of Rygate Priory FC. This week's episode is episode 24 and still to come, we're going to be speaking with David from the Red Hill Corps of Drums and Band and also Rygate Roulette this week with Zeta about what she loves about living her life around here. And we have our 60-second soundscape again from Red Hill. Slightly different this week. Stay tuned for details. Stay tuned to the Planet Rygate podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends as well. But first of all, let's take you to our news desk and tell you about a few things which have been happening during the course of the week that you may have missed and update you on some of the things that you may have heard about. A power cut in the intensive care and high dependency units at Red Hills East Surrey Hospital led to a critical incident being declared last Monday. Now, managers there say essential services remained open throughout. Urgent work was being done to solve the issues throughout Tuesday. The hospital said patients on both units were safely evacuated on Monday and all families have been contacted to make them aware. So I understand the hospital was functioning as normal and it was all safe and any patients moved were kept on site they weren't moved to any other hospitals this type of incident creates what the nhs calls a system response where other local nhs organizations were liaising and making sure patient care wasn't affected so for all parts of monday evening some patients in ambulances
facilities would have been diverted to alternative A&E departments elsewhere across the area. Those with a scheduled elective procedure on Wednesday the 21st at East Surrey Hospital were contacted with an update on appointments. Obviously a power outage in intensive care units, very serious, very unusual as well. But it is the kind of things hospitals rehearse for emergency planning procedures so they will have known what to do. Meanwhile, Michelle posted this week, please be aware that East Surrey Hospital's parking metres are very, 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 very faulty. Michelle said, I was only there for just over an hour. Please check before presenting your card for payment. And if this happens to you, press the help button on the screen. Yeah, uh, because as you may know, um, on, on the screen when you go to pay, it comes up with how much you need to pay. And um, Michelle actually posted the screen grab of what she was charged, uh, <laughs> potentially £93. Yeah, Katie posted after that, I don't know, looks about right for car parking charges these days. Now, on Tuesday, a meeting of the Council's Cabinet is going to be discussing a consultation run back in January about the future of Reigate Priory Junior School. Now, this podcast is deeply apolitical. We're not taking sides on any local elections, national elections. Neither are we going to say what we personally think about that potential move of the school. But we will bring you the facts. So you remember a planning application to move the school was rejected back in February last year because of concerns about traffic and safety. And the council said this new consultation, which has been happening more recently, has been appropriate, fair and open, unquote. So they want to move the school to Woodhatch Place Uh, in the grounds of their HQ at Cockshot Hill because the Grade 1 listed building and Grade 2 registered park makes redeveloping it, quote, a challenge. So they've had a consultation over what to do. 975 responses and 118 comments which mentioned, quote, distrust in the County Council. That report says, quote, Respondents mentioned thinking that Surrey County Council had an agenda for RPJS to move to Woodhatch Place and not trusting that there's not a solution on the current site or another site available. So, as I say, there's a meeting next Tuesday about the next step and we'll try and reflect what happened in that in next week's programme. Well, last Tuesday, at a full council meeting, Rygate and Banstead Borough Council approved next financial year's budget. So as part of the budget, an annual increase of £7.47, so that's 2.99% for the average Band D household. That was agreed for Rygate and Banstead's element of council tax. The council's making savings of £1.754 million. So the council's agreed an updated capital programme which commits... £53.68 million investments over the next five years. So that's on its buildings uh, to, to reduce the energy bills associated with them, invest in upgrades to parks, play areas and the town centres, do more to increase the supply of temporary and emergency housing locally as well. Now, the council collects all council tax across the borough for every pound received, only 11 pence 
goes to Reigate and Banstead Borough Council, 75 pence goes to Surrey County Council, including Surrey Fire and Rescue, and 14 pence goes to Surrey Police. In 2024-2025, it means that a typical household in Reigate and Banstead will pay £257.18 a year for the 50-plus services that the Borough Council provides. So that's just under £4.95 a week. People who live in Hawley or Salfords and Sidlow will pay a little bit extra for their services because they've got another tier of town councils, which I mentioned a couple of weeks back, so up by 14 pence a week for the average Band D household. And of course, as you know, the Planet Rygate area of RH1, 2 and 3 also includes little bits of Tandridge and little bits of Mole Valley councils as well. Red Hill has been ranked the worst train station in Surrey for London commuters. as according to rail performance tracking site On Time Trains. The site looked at performance, frequency, speed and value for money at 30 stations across Surrey, Hertfordshire, Berkshire, Buckinghamshire, Essex and Kent. Red Hill was handed an overall score of 37% and was ranked joint lowest in the performance category with half a star out of a possible five. Speed was scored a two-star rating. Value and frequency were among the list's highest at three and a half and four and a half stars each. On Times Trains highlighted, quote, As fares were hiked by 6%, the number of on-time commuter services dropped 7% to 56% and services delayed by five-plus minutes increased 3% to 15%. And it added that these figures are better than pre-pandemic averages, but referenced ongoing industrial action on the rail networks. So Woking and Guildford, meanwhile, claimed sixth and ninth spots, respectively, as the best towns for commuters in the county. And they were followed by Dorking, Leatherhead and Oxted in 16th, 19th and 22nd places. This is the Planet Rygate podcast. On the way in our new section, I'm going to be telling you about an incident at Red Hill's Belfry. Also, how you can get a cheap stall at Red Hill Market. We're going to be telling you who has taken over Flint House in Rygate and how you could get to work for the new owners. Plus, the summer fair and dog show in Merston. So those items still to come. But first of all, let me tell you about Invest Gatwick Diamond. Yeah, Invest Gatwick Diamond is extending a special invitation to businesses and local authorities to join a delegation travelling to UKREIIF this year. What the heck is that, you may be asking? Well, if you're a local business, you may want to get involved with it. It's the UK's Real Estate Investment and Infrastructure Forum. It's happening from the 21st of May in Leeds. Yeah, there's going to be a regional stand showcasing people who got businesses in Surrey, Sussex, Kent and South London. So if you're interested in joining that delegation and saying how marvellous it is to live and work and do business in the Planet Rygate area of RH1, 2 and 3, you can contact Amy Crawford at acrawford at wlcreative.org.uk for more information. That uh, email address for Amy, acrawford at wlcreative.org.uk for more information. And you could get to go to Leeds in May and say how fantastic it is living and working and doing business and making a bit of money in Rygate and Red Hill and Merstham, Buckland, Betchworth and Brockham as well. 
That incident about the belfry now. A man seen wielding an angle grinder and damaging floors and walls at our very own shopping centre in Red Hill has been jailed for just over two years. So on the 21st of March last year, Cody Chitty from uh, Greenwich was caught on CCTV in possession of a portable angle grinder, which he then used to damage the floors and the walls in an area, you know, where the ping pong tables are? Yeah, it was all around there. He was identified, arrested and charged with possession of a bladed article and criminal damage. Also further charged with two counts of robbery by another police force and appeared at Preston Crown Court uh, back on February the 13th this year. And he's been sentenced to a total of 27 months for imprisonment for all of those offences. This is the Planet Rygate podcast. Are you single? Got a couple of things that you may be interested in joining. And also, you know Caroline Quentin, the actress? She was brought up around here. And we've got a little clip of her saying how much she enjoyed going to one of our local schools. But first of all, let me tell you about that film crew that you may have noticed hanging about in Rygate Tunnel for the past week. They've rolled on to their next location now, but you may be interested to know that they were filming for a BBC series about the Brinks Matt robbery back in 1983. So you may remember last year there was a BBC drama called The Gold, yeah? It featured Hugh Bonneville. You may remember that. I watched it and it did feature, certainly by name check anyway, the Rygate and Red Hill area. Well, it was such a success that it's been commissioned for a second series and that's what they were filming locally in Rygate in the tunnel area over the last week or so. Let me tell you a little bit more about it. It's a critically acclaimed fractal drama. It was inspired by the true story of the 1983 Brinks Mat robbery and the decades-long chain of events that followed. It was on BBC One and it's on BBC iPlayer. It had 8.7 million viewers for its first episode and that put it in the UK's top five most watched new dramas of last year. And the returning cast for The Gold Series 2 will include Hugh Bonneville. So following the conviction of some of those involved in the theft and handling of the Brinksmack Gold, the police realised that those criminals only ever had half of it. Series 2 explores what happened to the other half and the criminal fortune it created. As the police investigation continues, it becomes a tense, high-stakes journey into international money laundering and organised crime, while the police embark on dramatic manhunts as they desperately try to solve the longest and most expensive investigation in the history of the Metropolitan Police. There's an amazing offer open to new craft and artisan food stalls for March this year if you want to work in Red Hill Market. So do you want to have a stall in Red Hill Market? There's a new trader offer. Trade every Thursday, Friday and Saturday in March for only £60. All subject to availability, you can apply for your pitch at foodrockssouth.co.uk. If you want some more details on that, uh, maybe you can't get directly in touch with them and you want those details again, well, I can tell you here that it is foodrocksouth.co.uk, but also you can get in touch via email to me and I'll pass those details on to you. Email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. 
Well, hello to the Brew and Bear. They have taken over the wonderful Flint House in Rygate and also they're looking to build their team as they prepare to open. They're looking for both front-of-house baristas and kitchen staff to join them. Prior experience, they tell me, is preferred, but they will offer full training and you can send them an email with your CV if you're interested. Info at brewandbear.co.uk I'm going to have to spell brew for you, aren't I? Because it's not the usual spelling. Info at B-R-U-A-N-D-B-E-A-R dot go dot UK. Info at brewandbear.co.uk I've had quite a few plugs there. I hope I get a free coffee when I go in. It's another shop which is opening up. The collective pop-up shop in Rygate High Street is opening again this very weekend. They say, please come along, say hi, have a good mooch around our cosy shop with lots of lovely brands on offer for you. So lots of locally made, one-of-a-kind or limited edition items. Hear more about what they do when we spoke to Catherine in episode 12 of the Planet Rygate podcast. Yeah, so why don't you go in? They're just opposite Starbucks and uh, say you heard about them on the Planet Rygate podcast either this week or as I say back in episode 12 just by the church there just by the pub they're popping up the collective on Rygate High Street have you secured your spot for East Surrey College Open event on the 27th this week? Yeah, their team are ready to open the doors to show you through their state-of-the-art facilities and listen to any questions you may have. There's something for everyone, full-time, part-time courses, apprenticeships, higher education courses and T-levels as well. You can contact the college and book now. The Planet Rygate Podcast. I'm Peter Stewart. Caroline Quentin is on the way. Yes, it's her who grew up locally. And you know what? She's got a new book out and she says she was inspired to write the book by living here in Rygate and Redhill. Plus, we've got an appeal from our friends at Loveworks too. We've mentioned a job that you may want to take up at that new cafe that's opening up. Also, we've got news of another job. We're going to be featuring Rygate Priory FC in our sports section, plus Rygate Squash Club 2. All that and more still to come on the Planet Rygate podcast. So stay listening, won't you? First of all, let me tell you about All Saints Summer Fair and Dog Show in Merstham. It's happening in June, Sunday the 9th, 11.30 to 3pm on Crossways Green in Battlebridge Lane. But there's an early bird deal for stall holders. Book and pay for your stall by the end of March and get last year's prices. Email allsaintssummerfair at gmail.com to book. Do you like golf? Fancy getting your mates together and going along to a special golf day held for the Lucy Rayner Foundation. Now, it's all going to be held on Saturday, July the 13th at Bletchingley Golf Club. £65 a person, £260 a team. It includes a barbecue, charity auction, inflatable dartboard, putting competition, refreshments, raffle, 18 holes of golf, and also the nearest the pin prizes, longest drive prize, coffee and bacon roll on arrival. So if you want some more information on that, contact the Lucy Rayner Foundation.com slash golf hyphen day. Redhill and Rygate Swimming Club say 
Have you got a child who is, or would like to be, a competitive swimmer and can swim 100 metres and three different strokes? Well, why not get in touch with us, Redhill and Rygate Swimming Club, quote, We're a competitive club with a friendly heart, training in the heart of Surrey. It's a non-profit club. So if your youngster is looking to join a new swimming club and they qualify, so they've got 100 metres under their belt and they can do three different strokes, membership at rrsc.org.uk. Yeah, that's the email address for Redhill and Rygate Swimming Club. Membership at rrsc.org.uk. Jen says, would you be interested in joining a group for singles to socialise in Rygate and surrounding areas? Well, Jen, it's sweet of you, but I'm, I'm, I'm spoken for. But, oh, anybody else? Right, OK. I'll, I'll say that again then. Would you, out there, dear listener, be interested in joining a group for singles to socialise in Rygate and surrounding areas? Whining, dining, maybe walks, hikes and picnics? Well, she says we've got 70 members at the moment, but ideally they need more, particularly men, to get more of a balance. Now, she says, please understand this is purely for singles to mingle rather than attached people to socialise. So if you are interested, then you can get in touch with Jen uh, and, and you can do that actually via me on the Planet Rygate podcast because it's one of those awkward email addresses and so on. So Email? Hello? At theplanetrygatepodcast.com. That's probably the easiest thing. And Jules Anderson wrote to me, Hello, the Planet Rygate podcast. Would you give me a plug, please? I run single events and friendship events for everyone in the area for all ages via somethingspecialintroductions.com. So let me tell you about Caroline Quentin. You know her from Dorothy in Men Behaving Badly, Maddie McGellan in Jonathan Creek, Kate Salinger in Kiss Me Kate and DCI Janine Lewis in Blue Murder. And she's got a new book out all about gardening. It's called Drawn to the Garden and it's about her own experience in running a vegetable and flower garden at her home in Devon, which she began sharing on Instagram during the COVID-19 lockdown. You may have seen that and included through the book uh, various watercolours and sketches by her and what she loves about gardening and tips and tricks and details and explanations about various plants and flowers as well. Now, did you know Caroline was born in Rygate? And she told the BBC this week, it's here locally that her love of gardening began. I was born in Redhill and I lived in Rygate. I went to Homestales Primary School in Rygate. And um, so I was there for quite a long time. But then my adult life took me to London and then ultimately to Suffolk and then then to Devon. So I think I probably learnt really how to grow things at Homestale Road Primary School, just opposite Rygate Station. And um, Mrs Ianga, who was our class teacher there, taught us how to grow cress on a bit of pink blotting paper. I loved it. I just loved it. I loved it straight away. And then we moved on the following year to growing um, runner beans in a glass jam jar. And people of my generation will absolutely remember doing that. That was my kind of initial spark, I suppose. And then as I grew older, I lived in different places and had window boxes, window gardens, patio gardens, and then eventually ended up with um, a few acres of vegetable garden and somewhere to grow trees and flowers and all that sort of thing. So it's just kind of expanded over the years, my passion for it. What a lovely anecdote. Wasn't that superb? 
it, it, brilliant. I bet you're going to rewind this little bit of the podcast and hear that back again, aren't you? That was great. So, did you go to Holmesdale School with Caroline Quentin? Maybe you did. Maybe you've got memories of her. Maybe you sat next to her as she was growing her cress on bits of blotting paper and so on. I'd love to hear from you. Why don't you get in touch? It would be uh, great to hear your memories of Caroline Quentin. Or wherever you grew up in the Planet Rygate area, your memories of going to school, maybe the 60s, the 70s and 80s, I'd love to hear from you. Email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com And I should say that that clip came from BBC Radio Surrey and you can hear the full interview with Caroline Quintin that they did earlier on this week on BBC Sounds. Now we've got a message from our friends over at Loveworks this week. Hello, I'm Vanessa, speaking to you from the Loveworks warehouse. We run food banks in Rygate and Marsden and are currently in desperate need of tinned ham or corned beef, tinned fruit, tinned tomatoes, tinned potatoes, tinned custard and breakfast cereal. Thank you. Now, donations can be dropped off for Love Works so they can distribute them to needy people across the Planet Rygate area. At Rygate Community Centre on Rygate High Street or at Love Works Food Bank Warehouse on the Holmthorpe Business Park. Full details of where to donate are on the Love Works website. Well, I mentioned there were a few jobs around this week. I've mentioned one already. Here's another one for you. Kids club managers and assistants are wanted this April to work with Globe Fit Kids Clubs in the Rygate area. Now, you'll need to be over 18 years old for a manager's position and 16 years or more for an assistant position. Free safeguarding, first aid and food hygiene training will be provided with certification. And if you think you're going to be working with them again this year, CPD training is going to be provided in various sports and dance disciplines as well. An hourly rate will vary dependent on age and experience. You can email recruitment at globefit.co.uk for an application form. Well, congratulations are in order. For Rygate Priory FC, a shout-out to the reserve team there. They've made it to a cup final. Ben Smith... Ricky De Abro and Jack Caffin have led the boys through an extremely successful season so far. Second in the league and in another cup semi-final. It's great to see success throughout the club. So congratulations again to them, to Ben and Ricky and Jack. Rygate Squash Club, continuing our sports theme, says in addition to our home squash and racquetball fixtures, we have regular weekly events for members. If you're not a member but would like to visit us for a taster, no problem at all. Any club night or club morning session is a really great opportunity to meet members and have a free taster. Mondays at 12 noon, they do skills and drills. Tuesdays at 6 p.m., club night. Wednesdays, 4 to 6, it's a junior coaching night. Thursdays, 9.30, it's a club morning. Saturdays, 10.30, they've got a junior academy and at 12 noon, junior coaching. Sundays, 4.15, racket fitness and at 6.45 on a Sunday night, it's a club night. There's a whole lot going on, isn't there? At Rygate Squash Club, maybe you're missing out. Rygate Squash at gmail.com for more information if you want to get involved. 
Oh, and back to football. South Park Rygate FC. They say they've got a youth football tournament. It's a huge one, hosted at South Park Rygate this summer. Yeah, you can register for your team. Saturday, 1st of June. In the morning, it's under 7 boys and under 9 girls. And in the afternoon, under 11 boys and under 11 girls. And also... There's so much information here. They've got another event on Sunday the 2nd of June, Saturday the 29th of June, Sunday the 30th of June. Suffice to say, various ages for boys and girls. Now, if you want more information or if you want to register a team, you can visit southparkrygatefc.co.uk. Planet Rygate is delivering posts from the sorting office in Red Hill. And delivering babies at the East Surrey Hospital. And this is the Planet Rygate Podcast. On the way, the Good Time Guide, part two. David from the Red Hill Corps of Drums and Band is going to be telling us all about that group. As he and his colleagues had a uh, rehearsal march and play. It was great fun to go down there and to to see the guys and uh, also to experience the music they were playing as well. Rygate Roulette, before we go, and also before we go at the end of the show, Natural Sounds from a place you know, and it's a little bit different this week. Stay tuned for details. Stay tuned to the Planet Rygate podcast. The Good Time Guide. Things to do and places to go on the Planet Rygate podcast. Yeah, welcome to part two of the Good Time Guide. Things to do, places to go for the week ahead. On the way, Nordic walking at Buckland, box fit classes in Rygate, some local theatre auditions as well, plus children's dancing lessons in Brockham and Buckland, a business meeting in Bell Street and the start of the Pilgrim Ale Trail as well. And still to come on this week's edition of the Planet Rygate podcast, Zeta plays Rygate Roulette and also Planet Rygate stars. This week a mum saying thanks to a local doctor. All that and more on the way on the Planet Rygate podcast. But for now, let's continue with the Good Time Guide, things to do and places to go. Now earlier we heard things to do this weekend. Now our Good Time Guide for the coming week from Monday the 26th of February. And Beverly says my new four-week course starts at Buckland Park Lake in Rygate on Monday the 26th. All equipment and entry to the park included. It's a lovely way to ease into exercise and improve fitness. Yeah, we're talking about Nordic walking. To book, please get in contact with Bev 07903 356092. Local box fit classes are happening. Various places, various times, various days. Buggy box fit, Mondays 1 to 2.15 at the Coleman Redland Community Centre. Thursdays 9.30 to 10.15 at Salford's Village Hall. And evening box fit on Wednesdays at 6.20 and Thursdays at 7.30 as well. If you want some more details on any of those, you can contact HJD Fitness on 07765 double four five six five nine now there's an intriguing audition which is going on during the course of the week because on monday the 26th at 7 45 at the archway theater in hawley they've got auditions for a new play called corpus delecti now it's about the acid bath murders committed by john george haig 
You may know about them, you may have seen a recent TV show about them, and it all happened in Crawley. Yeah, Haig was a serial killer in the 1940s, convicted for the murder of six people, although he claimed to have killed nine. He battered to death or shot his victims and disposed of their bodies using sulfuric acid before forging their signatures so he could sell their things and collect large sums of money. Director and writer Bob Kamoli explains more. I saw on TV about five years ago a TV drama with Martin Clunes as the main character and I was fascinated by the fact that a lot of it happened in Crawley but the way in which he descended from a life of an upright and proper businessman to a serial killer. We are standing at Leopold Road in Crawley. Leopold Road is infamous because there John Haig killed and dissolved in sulfuric acid at least three, maybe four or five of his victims. I think this play will make it exciting for actors because they are going to be playing one, two or maybe three roles. John Haig uh, will be on stage most of the time. The audition for this play is the 26th of February in the Archway Main Bar at 7.45pm. You can get a copy of the script from me, Bob Camolli, 07932105424. And we should say that... The Planet Rygate podcast is proud to be official media partner with the Archway Theatre in Hawley. For more information and booking details, go to archwaytheatre.com or phone 0333 Tuesday the 27th of February, does your child love to dance? Join our fantastic classes in Brockham or Buckland. So there's street dance, tap, jazz, primary ballet for ages 5 to 12. Brockham, Tuesdays 4 to 5 for primary ballet, 5 to 6 for primary tap and jazz. And at the Buckland Reading Room, Saturdays 11.15 to 12 for street dance and 12 to 12.45 for junior street dance. LLP dot dance to book. Yeah, it's a bit unusual that kind of website address, but it is right. LLP dot dance if you would like to book up for that. Also on Tuesday, members of RHN Networking meet 7 till 9 at the Hopstop Bell Street in Rygate. If you're going along, I will see you there. It's the group for face-to-face and online networking for business owners, directors, managers, about anyone that wants to meet other professional people. If you're interested in getting involved, rhnetworking.co.uk. Autism-friendly East Surrey are holding a free event on the 27th of February uh, from 10 till 2. It's held at The Light in Redhill. It's going to include a mixture of training, stalls, information and taster activity sessions. Okay, we're back to the Archway Theatre in Hawley as they continue their season of Much Ado About Nothing. Crossed wires, hidden identities and hidden feelings. It's a fascinating look at love, status, gender, friendship and marriage. This production promises to be colourful, full of life and unapologetically queer. So go along with an open mind and an open heart and prepare to be delighted. And the Planet Rygate podcast is, once again, proud to be official media partner with the Archway Theatre in Hawley. 
For more information and booking details, archwaytheatre.com or phone 0333 666-3366. And don't forget, if you would like to get involved and be a media partner with the Planet Rygate podcast, drop us a line. Email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. And that's also the way you can get in touch with us if you'd like an item in the Good Time Guide. Once more, email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. Wednesday is the closing date for the Rygate and Red Hill Music and Drama Festival. It's a fun and friendly festival with competitive and non-competitive classes for instrumentalists, singers and actors, including choirs and instrumental ensembles, and a new organ section as well. It's for children and adults from beginners to experienced performers and held in a positive and encouraging environment. And as I say, Wednesday is the closing date this year for the Rygate and Red Hill Music and Drama Festival. And the Planet Rygate podcast is proud to be official media partner with the Rygate and Redhill Music and Drama Festival, the main festival between the 7th and the 19th of May. See rrmdf.org.uk for details. Now, are you a new mum or a mum-to-be? You can go along to Cafe Milk. <laughs> I love that. Cafe Milk. Wednesdays 10 till 12 for friendly advice and support. They're on the upper level of the Belfry. Don't forget, if you want to mention for your charity or non-profit event, you can let us know about it. Fill out the form you'll find on our website or you can drop us an email. Find out more at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. OK, let's move on to Thursday. Heather wrote to us at hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. She says, hope you're well. Love the podcast. Heather, we love you. I thought you and your listeners might be interested in this. People, planet, pint and drinks. Frankly, we you got us on the word planet there. On the 29th of February, for anyone interested in anything to do with the environment or helping people to meet up for an informal, friendly drink, there's a free drink for the first 33 people who turn up. It's a nationwide initiative, and we just thought we'd like to bring it to Rygate so like-minded people can connect. It's happening at 6 o'clock at Corso Lounge in Rygate. Now, tickets are free, but you do need a ticket. They're via Eventbrite. Now, inevitably, they're really tricky to find these details on Eventbrite and Meetup. So if you want some more details on that, then drop us a line. And of course, we'll put you in touch with exactly what that address is so you can book up to go along. Email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. And if you do that, we'll give you that link to the Eventbrite page for that event. Thursday, 12 till 2, Rygate and Banstead Borough Council say join us for an exciting event focused on leveraging the power of influencer marketing in social media strategies for micro, small and medium-sized enterprises. Yeah, discover how influencer campaigns can help amplify your reach and engage with your target audience. And you'll hear from Alex Tanton, who's the founder of an influencer management agency called Rygate Creative, who connects the right brands with the right influencers to create successful campaigns that drive business growth. Network with like-minded professionals and get valuable insights to take your social media marketing strategy to the next level. Don't miss out on this opportunity to stay ahead of the game in the digital landscape. So Rygate and Banstead Borough Council, between 12 and 2, more details. Follow R. 
BBC Business on Twitter. Friday, March the 1st, Pinch Punch, first of the month, Rygate and Banstead Twinning Association holding a quiz night. So the United Reformed Church at Shaw's Corner, and it's 7 o'clock for 7.30. Tickets £15, includes a fish and chip supper, but also includes fish, chicken nuggets, fish cakes, or indeed veggie. But it does say bring along your own drinks and glasses and cutlery and nibbles, but teams of up to eight people for that event is a quiz night for Rygate and Banstead Twinning Association. Well, the venues for this year's Pilgrim Brew Ale Trail have been announced, and it all starts on the 1st. This year's outlets, The Hatch, Garibaldi, Plough, Old Chestnut, Black Horse... The Skim, Blue Anchor, Hop Stop, Market Stores and the Pilgrim Taproom. Now, if you're not aware of it, you can pick up your Pilgrim Ale Trail passport from behind the bar in any of those 10 participating outlets displaying uh, the uh, Ale Trail poster or from the Pilgrim Brewery Taproom itself. Get your passport stamped in all of the outlets on the Ale Trail map after having enjoyed one of the Pilgrim Brews and finish your trail at the Pilgrim Taproom and you'll be rewarded with a very sought-after Pilgrim Ale Trail commemorative T-shirt, which sounds absolutely fantastic doesn't it saturday the 2nd of march charity casino evening in support of brooklyn school in reigate go along place your bets enjoy canapes and bowl food prizes for the top three winners of the night tickets 90 pounds a person email manager at thereverie.me to book and the fundraising will go towards two new garden therapy rooms playground equipment specialist rocking chairs class ipads and pool equipment as well. The Buckland and Betchworth Choral Society say they've got a quiz night Saturday the 2nd in Betchworth Village Hall. They can fit 80 people in that in tables up to eight. So go along, take your friends along. Tickets are available uh, from Pat at rehearsals, BYO food and drink, but they will provide brownies, tea, coffee and a raffle as well. And finally, this is not tied to any particular day, but I said I'd give it a mention. Do enjoy meeting people and pursuing new interests. Why not try one of the interest groups for the University of the Third Age? So cycling, gardening, table tennis, walking, yoga, or or maybe something for the old noggin. Uh, Bridge, cryptic crosswords, languages, maths, scrabble, or maybe something to... Ah, relax. Art appreciation, jazz, poetry for pleasure, philosophy, singing, and much, much more as well. They've also got monthly talks, coffee mornings, outings and holidays. Yes, it's Rygate and Redhill, U3A, University of the Third Age. Uh, They say we're an exciting organisation for people with free time to come together to learn and to laugh as well. Well, that sounds good, doesn't it? To learn and laugh in equal measure. And uh, you can contact rru3a.org.uk. Let's say that again for you. RR for Rygate and Redhill. U, that's the letter U. 3, the digit 3. A, the letter A. .org.uk. rru3a.org.uk for more details and that ladies and gentlemen is the good time guide part two of the planet rygate podcast okay what have we got on the way we've got rygate roulette planet rygate stars and our 60 second soundscape this week featuring something a little bit different all 
right here on the Planet Rygate Podcast. The Planet Rygate Podcast. Great stories from Red Hill. And we called up with David from the Red Hill Corps of Drums and Band as he and his colleagues had a rehearsal march and play. Find out in the next few minutes what attracts so many people to join them, whether they can blow or bang an instrument or not. Spoiler alert, as well as having a fantastic time with your colleagues in the Corps of Drums and Band, you also get free music tuition. We're at the St John Ambulance Centre, Kingsfield Business Park, Philanthropic Road, Redhill. Wednesday night is band practice night for the Redhill Coral Drums and Band. Band was formed in 1981. A good friend of mine decided that it was time for a independent youth marching band in the town, and we wanted something where we just could teach kids to play music, play musical instruments, march and play as a band, but not have the things like having to go to church on a Sunday having to do this, having to do that. So that's why it was started in 1981. A good friend of mine named Tony Earthy started it. He was a musician in the Queen's Regiment of the British Army. I took it over, I suppose, around about 2000 um, and then been running it ever since. And I didn't realise, I, I actually knew where you were originally based. Tell us about that. The old Red Hill Youth Association Hall behind what was the Odeon Cinema, then the nightclubs, etc. Before that, there was a green tin shed down at the road level where we had to move out of that in 1976 up onto the bank in uh, the new hall and we were moving there from 1981 when it was new it was a nice facility but unfortunately like a lot of these buildings they deteriorate over the years and it's funding them to maintain them now we're no longer owning owners of the building um, we don't, we're not responsible for the maintenance you know, we can plough our money that we raise into buying instruments he can buy music, we can buy uniforms, we don't pay any volunteers, they're all they all do it for for the love of it. And a lot of the instructors people that came in at eight, nine years old and stayed here ever since. And that's always a good sign, isn't it, when people are staying on to, to, to help, to teach, to guide the next generation. Absolutely, absolutely. I think it's great that they will do that and put themselves out to do it. Because let's look around. We've got about uh, 20 people here. We've got a whole collection yeah. of, uh, of people and ages and instruments. Talk me through what we've got here. Uh, we've got alto saxophones and tenor saxophone over there. We've got clarinets in the background here. Uh, cornets and flutes. We've got a couple of percussionists around the corner at the moment. We usually have tenor horns and trombones as well. One of the um, instruments we lack quite uh, badly at the moment is uh, what they call a tuba. We've had them over the years. We've had some really good tuba players, but they don't seem to stick. You know, sometimes it, kids will stick at things and they will carry it on as an adult. Sometimes work or university gets in the way and they don't always come back, unfortunately. Well, we'll give you a nice plug at the end of this <laughs> so you get some people along. Do different musical instruments come in and out of fashion, do you, do you find? Yes, they do, surprisingly. At the moment, it seems to be the saxophone. I was going to say, I was surprised. There was a young lad over here a second ago with a saxophone, and there's some more. There's one over here as well. Right, OK. So why is that? What's really trendy about a sax? I think because saxophone is used so much in other forms of music, not just in marching bands. It's also used in um, concert work. So you've got to be really versatile if you can play that. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a different style of playing. If you're playing a saxophone in a marching band, 
the style of playing is different from what you play in a concert band or in a jazz band and not everybody can do all of those things. We have some people come in and they can play well at jazz but they can't play military music and as a marching band you've got to be able to play military music. And marching would suggest the drums and we've got yeah, the drums yeah, yeah, there yeah, over yeah. behind us. Yeah, a young lad there uh, just came in a couple of weeks ago expressed an interest in learning to play side drum. Um, when they come in, can't always carry the drums to start with, but they go away for one summer holiday, come back, and they're suddenly good up there. Ah, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. I tell you what, we're going to step away from the drums. Yeah, Let's yeah. go outside, yeah. because uh, the, the various band members have got their head torches on, because, well, it is a marching band, so you've got to, obviously know how to how to march in formation while you're playing a musical instrument as well and that's pretty difficult I would imagine. Uh, yes, especially at night. We normally try and get at least a, some sort of session outside in the dark so youngsters can get used to reading the music with the torches on because the torches, you've got to get it in the right place to see all the music and if you wear glasses it's even worse. Yeah, because you've got to look at the music and look ahead and see where your feet are and, and presumably say you stay in some kind of formation as well. Yeah, yeah, and it's always looking looking to either side of each other to find where your colleagues are, listening to the beat from the to the bass drum when it's here, which keeps you in step. It's all very well playing well, but you also have to look good because the public not only uh, the first thing they see, they hear you, but then they see you coming towards you and they want to see it looking as a proper band, not just a load of people ambling along. Yes, there are bands that just amble along, they're a different style, but if you're a military band like we are, you need to look like a military band. Yeah, it needs to be in that kind of formation. Yeah. I was really interested, David, what you said earlier on about people coming along who don't necessarily know how to play a musical mm. instrument to begin with. Mm -hmm. And that intrigued me, because I would have thought you would have wanted a certain level, but you do a lot of, 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 of training and coaching and teaching and guiding here yourself. Yes, we get people who come in that have got ability to play, that's great, but we also take kids in that have got no ability. Uh, we've even taken adults in with no ability as well, but they wanted to learn how to play an instrument, so they did. Um, the young lad is in there on the alto sax. Um, he's the fourth one of a family coming in to learn to play an instrument. Uh, he's coming with no knowledge, well, a bit of musical knowledge, but um, not on that particular instrument. But we're battling against not only the band marching up and down the car park, but also a passing train as well. So it's all going on as we're recording this. So you're after some more members, obviously. Any particular age group or any particular instrument? From eight years upwards, we will take them in the door. If you've got a 12, 13-year-old, they've got a, a bit more ability straight away but we would still take them if they've got no musical ability. We want them to teach them, and hopefully you know, they will keep that for life. Uh, we've had people come in at eight years old and they've made music a career. They've either gone into the armed forces or they've taken that music on in other ways. Instrument-wise, we will take everything and anything we can get hold of. There are various competitions that you take part in as well. We've been to France, we've been to Italy. Uh, because we're part of the um, Twinning Association, we travel, or a group of us travel to the um, Eschweiler Carnival in February every year. Uh, we've been doing that since 1983. We normally take part, uh, you know, play in their parades, um, and we get relationships with the bands out there as well. So you get, you know, you, learn, you get friends overseas. We do a lot of parade work now. Um, we support the British Legion, the Royal British Legion. 
We lead the parade in Hawley every year, so we've got plenty to do. Sometimes you're going to be indoors rather than marching up and down. We had a concert two or three weeks ago, our first one since before Covid, um, where we had some of our ex-members come back to help us out. Uh, and we performed in Red Hill, uh, put on a show of music other than what you would hear on the march. So it's uh, pop music and things like that as well. So, yes, we do concert work as well. Yeah, the, the, the familiar tunes that people know. But yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. As well as the Remembrance Day services yes, and, yes, and yes. things like that, and presumably Garden Fates and yeah. things over the summer too. All, all yeah. sorts of things. Um, yeah, we, if we get a request, if we can do it, we will do it uh, because it gets us out and gets us seen. So you're after more members. How can people get in touch, David? www.rcd.org.uk You'll find all the contact details on there. You can email us as well at inquiries at rcd.org.uk and RCD is for the Red Hill Corps of Drums Correct. and Band. And yeah. Band. Yeah, yeah. And, and corps, not corpse. How many people say corpse? <laughs> we get it all the time. <laughs> uh, corpses, no, it's core, it's core. It was originally was the Red Hill Corps of Drums, but a corps of drums is drums and bugles or piccolos, fifes. Right. But we're a military band. We, as you can see, we've got woodwind, brass, cushion. So the, the and band bit was put on a few years ago. And we'll hear a little bit more from the band a little bit later on in the show because they are going to be the stars of our 60-second soundscape. Yeah, natural sounds. Well, it's natural, isn't it? Playing those musical instruments as they marched up and down the car park there on Philanthropic Road in Redhill. Planet Rygate is peeling bells in Rygate and appealing bargains at the Belfry. And this is the Planet Rygate podcast. Welcome to Rygate Roulette on the Planet Rygate podcast. My name is Roberta. I am the Rygate Roulette robot. I want to find out more about what you love about living here. Spin the wheel to play and I'll ask you a question. I am Zita and I'm from Retiel. Where have you been most entertained locally? Uh, Priory Farm Walk, I absolutely love it, and my children love it, and it's very seasonal, so whether it's Christmas, whether it's Halloween, every time they change this around, or the Blue Bear Walk, amazing, uh, with the fairies, it's magical. Uh, We absolutely love going there, and it's on our doorstep, literally one-minute drive. What has the area lost that you have fond memories of? Uh, Calucho's restaurant. I love Calucho's and I do, you know, I love local businesses and local restaurants and I'm, I'm, I'm an absolute advocate of going to local restaurants and businesses, small businesses. But Calucho's, lovely Italian. I just love the vibe, the food, and it's a shame it closed down. Who is your local hero? Uh, it is Surrey East Twins Club. I hope they are still present. To my knowledge, they are still out there. So I'm a twin mum, and when my twins were born, they were my absolute heroes. If if they were not there and I couldn't go there every Wednesday, I would have been so lost. So anybody there with twins, find the Twins Club, and actually it's somewhere here in Woodhatch. They are absolutely amazing and lifesavers for twin mums or twin parents. What is your favourite local event? 
Santa arriving on the helicopter in Christmas time. That is just amazing and so unique and so popular. Uh, we go there every single year. What and where is your local wonderful wildlife? Burswood Lakes uh, is such a nice place, um, you know, just to have a walk, um, feed the dogs, um, meet people, you know, lots of dog walkers, lots of animals uh, to see. And uh, yeah, that's a lovely and it's very close to where I live. Thanks for playing the Rygate Roulette game. I loved your answers. I will be back next week, but before I go, here is one of my favorite robot jokes. What did one robot say to the other after they got arrested? At least we got charged. Ha 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 ha. You've been a great audience. I'm Roberta the Rygate Roulette Robot. Goodbye. Planet Rygate Stars. Thanking local heroes who are out of this world. And please remember to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And you can do this via your favourite podcast app. And this week... Well, we're thanking Dr. Ben, who, quote, helped my daughter when she collapsed and was unresponsive. Yeah, the message on social media this week. Please, can you thank him from us? He and three or four other very kind people came to help her and her friends until an ambulance arrived. Thank you all for looking after her. A very scary experience for us all. Sounds like it, absolutely. So, this week, our Planet Rygate star is Dr. Ben. And if you want to nominate someone for a Planet Rygate Star Award, drop us a line. Email hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com Hidden treasure on the Planet Rygate Podcast. This week's hidden treasure comes boxed. It's known as Wave. It's a shallow salad stroke fruit bowl and it's by Wedgwood Crystal. Now, someone said to me, best way to look this up is by scanning the barcode. Well, I've searched every side of the box and there isn't one. So that gives you an indication of its age. It's circa 1980s. And the box actually says handmade in England in 24% lead crystal, but also that it's designed by Anita Harris. So what is Wave? I get into this box. It's one of those that cleverly folds in on itself. Right. Well, that's a considerable piece of glass. It has fluted edges to 50% of it. In other words, sort of the shape of a wave breaking, whereas the other 50% rounded edge is more standard. There's a couple of tiny flaws, it would seem, within the bowl, just like a couple of little small bubbles in the glass. But for me, it's maybe slightly imperfect, but I think that means it's unique. These are selling on eBay and Etsy, those type of platforms for around about 20, 25 pounds. I've seen one for sale in Australia on Etsy and that one's 52 Australian dollars. So hurry down to the Children's Trust, 
Rygate on Bell Street. Um, have a look in the window. If it's still there, rush in and buy it because we're selling this for just £15. So remember, it comes in a box. It's 24% lead crystal, has a bit of age to it, but I would say it's been unused. Mother's Day is coming up or treat yourself. Every purchase from the Children's Trust shops supports children with brain injury. So come and find your hidden treasure. This is the Planet Rygate podcast. Well, thanks very much indeed for listening to today's show. There was a lot in there, wasn't there? I hope you can uh, tell your friends that you listen to the show on a regular basis. Hopefully you've subscribed and, as I say, tell your friends, your family, your colleagues to listen as well. Look out for us on social media too. We're all over social media, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter X too. And you'll be able to hear snippets from previous shows and encourage you to subscribe so you don't miss another episode of the Planet Rygate podcast. Oh, by the way, if ever you're in need of some podcast or audio production for you, your business, your charity, maybe it's an internal podcast just for your company and the people who work for you, well, get in touch with me. Hello at theplanetrygatepodcast.com. Next week on the Planet Rygate Podcast. Yeah, so next week on the show, we continue our tour behind the scenes at the Archway Theatre in Hawley with Elodie and Robert. Plus, as the anniversary approaches of the plane crash on Rygate Hill in World War II, we hear from local historian Tim on what led up to the fatal miscalculation in the first of a special mini-series. Plus, of course, our regular features, the Planet Rygate stars and Rygate roulette and the Good Time Guide as well. It is local, exclusively to RH1, 2 and 3, Rygate and Red Hill and Merstham, Buckland, Betchworth and Brockham. This is the Planet Rygate podcast with Peter Stewart. The 60-second soundscape... Local natural sounds, uninterrupted. But before we go, at the end of the show, natural sounds from a place you know, and this week featuring, well, featuring something a little bit different. Here is the sound of the marching band with the Red Hill Corps of Drums. <laughs> <laughs> 